Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Hello, 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 friends. Welcome to a new episode of Nick's Nerd News. It is October 28th. We are just a few days away from Halloween. I just want to welcome you guys to the show. As always, I'm your host, Nick. If you're new, why don't you like and subscribe after today's episode if you like what you hear. If you're used to being here, welcome back. And we're going to be doing a little something different today. We're going to be doing a retrospective look at this most previous generation of consoles with with both Xbox Series X slash S and PS5 coming out in, in less than two weeks, folks. Less than two weeks. It's crazy to think about, I know. It, it's, it's like we were just here. But in reality, that was seven years ago. Seven whole years ago. So now, at the culmination if you will, of the eighth generation of consoles. Yes, the eighth. We now are on the precipice of the ninth. But let let us take a look back at what consisted of the Wii U was technically part of the eighth generation because it launched in November 2012. The PlayStation 4, which launched November 15th, 2013, and of course the Xbox One, which launched November 22nd of 2013. Now, technically we can include Switch, but the Switch isn't at the end of its life cycle. So it, it, it's it's something that's, of course, we'll, we'll touch on, because obviously it, it, it changed the game. But of course, at the same time, Nintendo always does its own thing. They don't really play by the rules. Just like the Wii U didn't really, I mean, it it was a new console, but it played Wii games, it played GameCube games, if I'm not mistaken, and it, it's, I don't even remember, what, what, what was the Wii U, really? It used a special gamepad, and it didn't even have HDMI, did it? I don't even, I don't remember, I never had a Wii or a Wii U. It's something I always wanted, but, and you could use the nunchuck. I mean, was the Wii U really a upgrade is the question, but we're not going to get bogged down in that. We're going to talk about, like I said, Nintendo does its own thing. They, they don't really get <laughs> counted in the conversation and, and we're going to talk about the big heavy hitters in, in what, what are the console wars of today, the PlayStation 4, and of course the Xbox One. And what what let let's let's dial it back, right? Let's 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 take a, a time travel trip back seven years to 2013. And let's talk about what worked, what didn't, what I liked, what 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 I didn't like in 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 maybe we'll get a conversation going with you guys as well and and let's 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 take a step back right of course the Xbox 1 was announced what in in i want to say 
Uh, the, their initial event was April of 2013. This was a time when Don Matrick was running Microsoft, was running Xbox, not Microsoft, excuse me. This was hot on the heels of, of the 360, just, just blowing it out of the park, man. Just, just dominating the, the cycle for a long time, right? Just, it was, was, they, Microsoft could almost do no wrong even though, even though they had the major setback in what was the Red Ring of Death scenario. But they made good on that and essentially just replaced everyone's Xbox several times. I had a friend who replaced his about five times. And, and it, 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 it shows the staying power of, of what was the Xbox 360. And, of course, you had Sony then, on the other hand... And they were coming off a of PS3 that, that took a while, but eventually caught up to the numbers of the 360, and I think surpassed it by the end. But if you remember correctly, the PS3 launched a year later than the 360 at almost double, not double, I'm kidding, <laughs> that's, that's an overstatement. It, it, it surpassed the, uh, it was about $100 more expensive than the PlayStation, uh, sorry, than the 360 at the time, and 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 remember the the PS3 was different because of its its um, what do you the cell architecture, right? Anyway, that was the seventh generation. Let's talk about the eighth. So in 2013, and of course we have to talk about the infamous disastrous launch event of the Xbox One, right? Uh, issues pertaining to DRM, digital rights management. Issues with, of course, being forced to come with the Connect, The always online. The focus of it being a, I guess, uh, uh, always online device thing things that of course aren't so different now really when you think about it compared to essentially what is is you know uh was was in 2013 was was things you couldn't fathom right and 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 of course sony whose event was a month later had the benefit of seeing reactions to what microsoft did and 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 the 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 running theory is, and it's been backed up in some places, I I don't quote me on that though, the, the running theory is that Sony was going to do similar things, but because of the harsh reaction to what happened with the Xbox One, so they were able to come out and completely dominate the messaging that to this day people are still confused on, on Xbox One and other issues regarding it, right? But it, it, it's it's interesting for sure that seven years later we're still talking about something that was so disastrous. I, and 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 you can see it in the sales numbers. If if you really look at it, Xbox stopped reporting, but and and uh, Sony hasn't reported in in quite a while either. But but it, it's almost a it's a two to one at this point. Every, there for every two. You know, for every two 
PlayStation 4 sold, there was an Xbox One sold, right? It dominated the news for so long. And, and, and for a long time, you know, it was moms called video games Nintendos. Then they called them X, uh, Playstations. Then they called them Xboxes. Then they called them Playstations again is where we're at. It'll be interesting to see how things go now with the ninth generation, which, again, we're two weeks away from, so it'll be interesting to see how those go. Based off how things went for pre-orders, I'm assuming that... And granted, 2020 is is a, a different type of launch year, but it looks like the interest in both consoles is going to be very high. But let, let's let's stick to talking about the past, right? And the thing that we have to really take into consideration, of course, is let, let's talk about games, right? Let's talk about peripherals. Let's, let's talk about other things. Because the launch for the Xbox One has been talked about ad nauseum and it was it was it was it was bad right it was bad it was so so bad and i'm not and and there's no denying it right there's a reason don matrick was fired there's a reason phil spencer came in and took over and the thing is i bought an xbox one first because a 360 was great and b like, I was just baked into Halo, right? Halo's one of my favorite, if not my favorite game. And, or series, I should say, game series. And I knew I was going to get a PlayStation 4 eventually, because I saw the trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn at their launch event. So, that's why I decided to stick with Xbox first. And, of course, the Xbox One launched at $499, because it included Connect, and of and then PlayStation comes out swinging at three ninety nine ninety nine, and of course people are going to buy the cheaper option. Of course, kids are going to be like, "Oh no, Xbox, you need this, 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 this to make it work." And people are like, "Nah, fuck that, dude." Right? That's not something that they wanted to to deal with anymore. And while the Connect was great in the beginning, a lot better than the 360 Connect by like leaps and bounds better. It just it wasn't it still wasn't something that was going to sell units. People did not want to pay $100 for something that they weren't really going to use, right? That that was a failure. And I get that. And PlayStation was smart to come in and undercut by 100 bucks, right? That's all we've been talking about for for months before the prices came out for for PS5 and Series X, right? But what what really sold it then at the end of the day is let you want to look at the launch titles, right? What was the launch lineup for these games and how did that affect it? Because everything was new, right? So, what 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 were you going to be able to play on your new consoles at launch, right? So, Xbox One launches. Angry Birds Star Wars. That's a mobile game. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Black 4 Black Flag. Battlefield 4. Call of Duty Ghosts. Crimson Dragon. Red Ri- Dead Rising 3. FIFA 14. Fighter Within. Forza Motorsport 5. Just Dance 2014. Killer Instinct. 
Lego Marvel Super Heroes, Loco Cycle, Madden NFL 25, NBA 2K14, NBA Live 14, Need for Speed Rivals, Power Star, Power Star Golf, Rise Son of Rome, Skylander Swap Force, Zoo Tycoon, Zumba Fitness World Party. Okay, so this list I'm getting from Kotaku. And uh, they also did crunch the numbers. Out of that, it was a total of 22 games. Eight were exclusives. 14 were cross-gen. So, you know, between between the, the generations, right? And let me see. Of all those games, I had... I didn't even get Assassin's Creed 4. Call of Duty Ghosts was a major letdown. Dead Rising 3 never got, even though I loved the first one. Forza Motorsport 5 was very good. Madden NFL 25, I don't really care about Madden games anymore. NBA 2K14, I played the shit out of. Rise, Son of Rome, a lot of potential. Just execution was flawed, right? Those are the ones I got. Some of those games, nobody talks about anymore, right? They're, they're, they're distant memory. It just... Was it okay of a launch lineup? Sure. Was it great? No. Not by any stretch. Right? But then, Assassin's... Or PlayStation 4, on the other hand, right? I didn't get it at launch, but a lot of you might have. Here are the games, right? Angry Birds Star Wars, Assassin's Creed Black 4 Black Flag, Battlefield 4, Blacklight Retribution, Call of Duty Ghosts, Contrast, DC Universe Online, FIFA 14... Flower, Injustice Gods Among Us Ultimate Edition, Just Dance 2014, Killzone Shadowfall, Knack, Lego Marvel Super Heroes, Madden NFL 25, NBA 2K14, NBA Live 2014, Need for Speed Rivals, Resogun, Skylander Swap Force, Sound Shapes, Super Motherload, The Playroom, which was installed on every PS4, Trine 2, and Warframe. So, again, 25 total games, 4 exclusives, 18 cross-gen games, right? So, (laughs) that's so funny. People are like, oh, Xbox has no games. And it launched with double the exclusives of the PS4. That's that's funny, because granted, that number changed drastically over time, right? There's, There's no denying that. And... It's funny to see, though, almost none of those games from the PlayStation 4 launch lineup are even in people's minds anymore. And the two that probably people can think of are not exclusive, because they were on both, which is Assassin's Creed and Ghosts, Call of Duty Ghosts, sports games, whatever. Most of these games on both sides have just faded into obscurity, right? Of course, then you get the launch window games. We're not counting those, because those come out after the fact, right? But when you when you look at it, when you really sit down and look at it, it it's, it's interesting to see how similar they both are at the end of the day. But it, it's funny, because in, in all honesty, none of these games, at the end of the day, none of these games would have swayed me if I thought the same as I do now, right? Because at the end of the day, back then, I still bought into like that whole console 
Wars fanboy mentality. I don't live there anymore. Yes, I will side with Xbox nine times out of ten. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to get a PlayStation 5 because I know there's games on there that I like. And I can afford it. That's the difference, though. The problem is, I am not a toxic person and I'm not going to shit on people for for being PlayStation 4 or Sony unless they're being a toxic fanboy. And they're on both sides. You have people who, who shit on, on Sony fanboys. You have Sony fanboys who shit on Xbox fanboys, right? But these people, they, they, they live in a blinded bubble, right? Where they're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And it's bullshit, right? It's bullshit. And yeah, you can clown on the other system 100%, right? There were a ton of things to clown on the Xbox One for. And there are things to clown on the PS4 for. You know what I mean? But looking back, these launch lineups, you almost think, like, why would you buy a game at launch in, in, in these worlds? And Forza Motorsport 5, as much as I love it, and Rise Son of Rome definitely weren't moving the needle. And, <laughs> I mean, Injustice Gods Among Us Ultimate Edition, which was just a remaster, when you already have the game, not moving the needle. And Killzone Shadowfall? No. Resogun? I don't even know what that is, dude. I don't even know if that released in the US. Like, DC Universe Online? Definitely not. That These games, are they're not needle movers, right? The big, the big heavy hitters came out after the fact. Again, with, with Sony, The Last of Us came out before the launch of the PlayStation 4, and then, of course, they re-released it, which is we're going to do the same thing now with The Last of Us 2, right? It, and and it, it, it's, it's funny that people... Yeah, The Last of Us... What is so... I don't know. I'm not even going to get into that whole thing. But, like, it, it's funny now, looking back at these launch lineups and just kind of shaking your head at it, right? So... That's funny, man, that these launch lineups... And it, and and if you think about it now... So, the PS5 is launching with 10 total games. Three of which are exclusive. One of those is, is coming pre-packed on the, the console. And then five of them are cross-gen. Right? So, what, what, what's, what's the, the launch lineup for the PlayStation 5? Assassin's Creed Valhalla... Astro's Playroom, which is is um, installed on every PS5. Demon Souls Remake. Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Destruction All-Stars. Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. Godfall. Observer System Redux. Sackboy A Big Adventure. And Spider-Man Miles Morales. So the only ones that are exclusive are Astro's Playroom, Demon Souls, and Godfall. Right? So this is this is in two weeks. Then over on the Series X side, you have Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So total is eight, kind of. One exclusive and seven cross-gen. But you got to remember, one of these cross-gen games is not going to be... Uh, is technically a new game, which is NBA. But Assassin's Creed Valhalla... 
Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, Gears Tactics, Scorn, Tetris Effect Connected, The Ascent, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. So, again, none of these are needle movers. What it comes down to at the end of the day, for both consoles, is, nowadays at least, where do the games play best, right? And in 2013, because we're living in 2013, that was the PlayStation 4, hands down. No, No ifs, ands, or buts. The PlayStation 4 was the better console at launch in 2013. Now, again, that is all well and done, and if I was not a Halo guy, probably would have bought a PS4. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie at all. But, because of Halo, I went with an Xbox. And again, that was my thinking with the Series X. And yeah, you're like, Nick, why are you still getting a Series X with Halo delayed? Well, again, I'm baked in. I do want to get a PlayStation 5, and if Miles Morales was a PlayStation 5 only game, probably would have gone with PlayStation 5. Not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, and I've said this before, but when they said Miles Morales was coming to PS4, my thinking was, I can wait, right? I can wait, and I can bring everything I own. That's the other beauty. Anyway, we're getting too deep into the weeds. We'll talk about what we expect for next gen next week right but let's now let's take a look what ended up being the best-selling game for each one right as of march 31st 2019 and i think this is different now with ghost of tsushima uncharted 4 a thief's end and hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up the real numbers so we're looking at the current the current okay as of today and I'm going to look at this now just to make sure oh this can't be right it doesn't have Ghost of Tsushima um I mean technically you can count Grand Theft Auto 4 but when was this updated both of these are out of date um, give me one second. All right, so I'm, I'm, so let's look. Best-selling games of PlayStation 4. As of right now, technically Grand Theft Auto 5 with about 20 plus million. Uh, true exclusives, Uncharted 4 at 16 million, which is number two. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 at 14 million, and then Marvel Spider-Man at 13.2 million, right? Those are their best-selling games. Those are the top four. Okay, and then number five, top five, God of War at 12 million. So you got a good solid list there, three of which are exclusives, right? So out of those, I never got Grand Theft Auto V on the new consoles. I played it on 360 and was done. Never got into Grand Theft Auto Online. Uncharted 4, the best in the series, hands down. Red Dead Redemption 2, probably one of the best games of all time, right? Marvel Spider-Man, one of my favorite games. One of the few games I've ever cried to as well. God of War, my game game of the year for 2018, right? It was a huge toss-up between Marvel Spider-Man 
God of War. I think I ultimately went with God of War, if I remember correctly. And now, of course, solid games, too. Of course they're the best-selling games. Those are some of the best-reviewed games, right? So let's look at best-selling Xbox One games, right? Grand Theft Auto V, 8.7 million. Again, I don't know how recently this was updated, though. So this is off of Wikipedia, so it might be out of date. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, yes, Player PUBG at 8 million. Call of Duty Black Ops 3 at 7 million. And Call of Duty World War 2, 6 million. Red Dead Redemption 2 at 5.7 million. None of those are exclusives, and that's a problem, right? But, again, Game Pass throws a lot of things into whack. The first, if you're looking at this list, and it might be a few years out of date per Wikipedia... Halo 5 Guardians at number 10 with 5 million units sold. I'm going to call bullshit on that. And I'm pretty sure... Yeah, these... these. Yeah, this looks like this article is way out of date. So I'm going to see... While we're talking about that... I think... Alright, here's something that was updated in 2020. Alright, Grand Theft Auto 5. Okay, yeah, Halo 5. Nothing has changed since then. Wow. Okay. Unless data is just not available anymore. Which, again, Xbox and Microsoft don't release sales numbers like they used to. So, as of right now, Grand Theft Auto V is the best-selling game of all time. But we already knew that. (laughs) And, of course, Red Dead Redemption 2 would be up there as well. It's Rockstar. They produce pretty much masterpieces, right? But, in the grand scheme of things... It looks like, and of course, PlayStation 4 had a very, very, very good games, right? And let, let's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to discredit that because some of my favorite games the last few years have been PS4 exclusives, okay? It's just a fact, right? But now let's talk about where third party games play the best when we're talking about games. And that argument took a completely different turn with the 8th generation. Because for the first time, we got, like, mid-cycle upgrades. Not mid-cycle refreshes, which kind of became the standard last gen. You know, with the slims and the this and the S's and the the E's and all those, right? But this time around, we got the PlayStation Pro, PlayStation 4 Pro, which launched in November 2016, And then the Xbox One X, which launched November 2017. Now, I was late to the game on getting a PlayStation 4, of course. I was waiting, uh, of course, for a closer to launch of of Horizon Zero Dawn. And I, of course, uh, ended up getting the the, the Star Wars PlayStation 4, which is a beautiful console with Darth Vader on it. And the PlayStation, the Star Wars PlayStation 4 Pro was the ugliest fucking thing I've ever seen. But the... Oh, I had my PlayStation 4 for two years. Anyway, anyway, uh, it was the, the first Battlefront PlayStation 4. Um, so, wow, I got it I got it two years before Horizon Zero Dawn came out. Anyway, I was two years in when I got a PlayStation 4. But let, let's talk about PlayStation 4 Pro, right? And the... 
PlayStation uh, Xbox One X. This is something new that we never had before. And the PlayStation 4 Pro was a big upgrade over the PlayStation 4, right? And then a year later, Scorpio, the Xbox One X came out and was almost twice as powerful, if I remember correctly. It had to do with the teraflops and and all the... uh, Yeah, six, right? So six teraflops on the One X... 4.19 on the PS4 Pro compared to launch PS4, which was 1.8, and launch Xbox One, which was 1.3, right? So it's just like a huge improvement. And I stuck, and I got a a Xbox One X, or the Scorpio, Project Scorpio, at launch. Games look amazing on it, I'm not going to lie. And games do look very good on the PS4 Pro as well. Especially if you guys have a 4K HDR TV. And these are things that change the conversation, right? These are things that were good. These are things that a lot of people liked. A lot of people upgraded to the PS4 Pro. A lot of people bought a PS4 Pro if they had an Xbox from the start. A lot of people got an Xbox One X if they didn't have an Xbox One before. And the beauty of the these things is, is granted, the PlayStation 4 Pro is looks like a sandwich and it's weird the size difference between the vcr that was the xbox one you know to compensate for heat and things like that because they didn't want another red ring of death situation to what is practically a whisper quiet small form factor box of the xbox one x and it's it's and and it's a it's a they're both amazing pieces of technology and i i wish i might have should have gone to the PS4 Pro and honestly if PS5 wasn't coming out I probably would have I would have waited another year but you know the way things work out I'm I'm probably just better off just going to the PS5 and and going from there um but it, there there's no doubt that games play better on the One X and it, it Digital Foundry has said it, it, it pretty much everyone has said it and you can look at the numbers right and of course that's not all though, right? That's that's it doesn't matter what not everyone cares about what it looks like. Not everyone cares about how um uh, uh you know what it sounds like, what it looks like. And it comes down to then you know, peripherals are a big part of it, right? The Xbox 360 had one of the best controllers ever. The Xbox 1 made it just tweaked it enough to make it better. The Elite controller and Series 2 Elite Probably two of the best controllers money can buy. Hands down. The DualShock 4? I don't know, man. My thumbs hit each other way too much on that controller. It is too small. I can't wait to see what they do with the DualSense 5. But still, those are not important factors. What are important factors are what are your friends playing, right? What are your friends playing is a large determination in in what you buy. And in my case, most of my friends got Xboxes. Granted, as time went on, they some of them got PS4s. Some of them just don't really play a lot of gaming. And then, of course, and when I got the Xbox One, a lot of my friends got the Xbox One. So we played a lot of games together. Titanfall, The Division, uh, The Master Chief Collection, um... Call of Duty, things like that. We, we were playing a lot. Up until 
couple of years ago, actually, not not that not that uh, long ago. Advanced Warfare, I think we were still playing on Xbox. Um, luckily, as one transitioned to PlayStation Four and one who only had PlayStation Four, by then cross crossplay came out, so we were good. Now, none of my friends are really getting the next consoles right away. And honestly, as we get older, we don't play as much. Hell, I don't even play as much as I used to, right? I try to. I want to. I mean, I that's part of the reason I have this podcast. And I, I definitely have a, uh, a level of play above most people I know. And again, life gets in the way. You can't fault someone for that. It's it, Unfortunately, it's it's not my day job yet. Maybe one day. Who knows? I'm not sure. <laughs> but again, it, it's there. There's a lot of factors that go into it. And, and that's essentially why I picked an Xbox one. Right. And I know we were going to talk about things and, and this conversation is just to kind of go with the flow kind of thing. And a lot of things that I think that really did well as, um, in terms of how both of them handled things, Xbox, you know, came out with, uh, backwards compatibility. And, and it's, it's awesome that they were able to bring back like original Xbox games. Cause there's a couple I've picked up and it, it's really nice to play. And that, that came later in the generation, of course, um, PlayStation started doing their PSN, PSN plus games. Right. And they were a lot better in a lot of cases than games with gold. Other things that happened, PlayStation plus, you know, adjusted their pricing and, and made it an actual contender to Xbox Live finally because PSN was kind of a joke in in the PS3 era and, of course, in the, the early days of PS4. So a, a lot of things have been done that have made games great. You know what I mean? And and it's it's really good to see how things have evolved. Game Pass is a major thing and I was not a game pass dude in the beginning. Like I was like, whatever, I'm not paying for it. But then they rolled it into Xbox live and I have it on Xbox, uh, PC plus my Xbox live. It's all like 15 bucks a month. And and that's a solid, that is a solid deal that you cannot pass up, especially, especially if you have a computer, there are a lot of games you can get on both. You'll get launch game, uh, uh, Xbox, exclusive games made by Microsoft Studios, Xbox Game Studios day and date in launch. DLC is included in there now. So it, it it's it's a solid thing that you would be remiss to pass up. And and even without like a bunch of launch games, you're you're getting like 200 games on Game Pass plus if you have a shit ton of games that are on the backwards compatible list or a bunch of Xbox One games that are all literally playable on your your Series X at launch. And and PS5 is doing something with their PlayStation Now service. Uh, and, and luckily they are saying that pretty much all PS4 games are going to be compatible. And I think your PS4 controllers are with USB. So it's, it, it's a nice step forward. And the thing I will say is that the best thing to happen to in a long time for both consoles is Sony finally agreed to crossplay, and of course they were the market leader, so they didn't have to necessarily do it. But by doing so, it it drops the walls for a lot of people, and and you finally 
can play with people that maybe don't necessarily go with the whole crowd or things like that. So it's it's definitely a good thing that happened for for everyone. But but let's let's circle back to games for a second. I, I want to talk about the best my personal favorite games from the generation. And 2018 had literally some of the best. And I'm not kidding because I like like I have a, a tier of my favorite games, right? And and if if we're really gonna look at everything from from those years, let let's talk about how you know twenty eighteen had my had more of like I don't know what to pick for game of the year than than anything else. So and like even looking at this year, it, it's been kind of tame granted COVID has changed everything right and I I don't even know I think a lot of games have been kind of like delayed this year they don't really have official release dates and of course next year is looking to be a a great great um, like expansion on on the whole thing as well expansion I mean next year's releases (laughs) but if if I were to go back and look at the best games um of the generation uh so let me let me give you I bought a lot of games this generation. Let me let me give you at least games all anyway, my favorite games. Let's just do my favorite games. Middle-earth Shadow of Mordor, Far Cry 4, Metal Gear Solid 5, one of my top 5 games. Uncharted 4, Doom, Forza Horizon 3, Titanfall 2, which had one of the best shooter campaigns that year. Horizon Zero Dawn, Middle-earth Shadow of War, so the sequel to Shadow of Mordor, Assassin's Creed Origins, Red Dead Redemption 2, and here's that 2018 list. Red Dead Redemption 2, top 5 game of all time for me. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, top five game of all time for me. God of War, Forza Horizon 4, Marvel Spider-Man, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Jurassic World Evolution, Mortal Kombat 11, Control, Modern Warfare, which is a game, a Call of Duty I've played more than anything, because between that and Warzone, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. I already said Warzone. And of course, you we still have seven games coming out this year that I'm, I'm still getting that I don't know when I'm going to get to, to be honest. And and those, those were my favorite games of the generation. And you can see it's on both, right? Of course I got games on PS4 that I didn't, that were cross-play, com, cross or uh, uh, on both. But I, I got them on PS4 for nostalgia reasons, like the Spyro Reignited Trilogy, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. I ended up getting Crash 4 on PS4. I have the Kingdom Hearts remakes. I have Kingdom Hearts 3 on PS4, right? Because I, I'm it's holding over from when I played the originals on PlayStation 2. And of course, Crash Bandicoot, one of the first games, my first game on PlayStation back in the day. So... It, it 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 it's it's something that 
it, these are things that I liked about the generation, you know, and it, it sucks that things were not as great as they could have been. It sucks that things were broken in a lot of places, you know, it, it, it's just looking back, it was, I probably put more time, more time into my Xbox One and PS4 than I think I did on my 360. Just because I, I wasn't able to buy as many games on the 360, and I had a lot of games on 360, but I wasn't as invested into the culture as much as I've as I have now that I've gotten older, and I, I wasn't aware of as many games, I guess you could say, um, as I am now. And and that's just a product of, of having more time and not having to focus on school as much, you know. So that that's definitely a part of it. And of course, you know, this year when I should have been clearing out my backlog, I just have a bigger one. And luckily, I think I will have a lot more time to, to knock these out as, as time goes on. So it's definitely something that to look back on. And you have to wonder, will I still be like this with the new generation? Will I dive more into it? Will I dial it back a bit? And there's a lot of things, right? I don't have kids yet, so of course I'll be able to probably keep a steady pace. But again, life gets in the way, so I, I can't say for certain. But looking back for sure, this has been probably one of the best generations of gaming in a very long time. A lot of my top five games of all time have come out in this generation. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, right? And... Uh, what what was I saying? Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, right? These are games that I, I'll live with forever because I've put so many hours into those games. And I don't do that with a lot of games, right? I've said that to you guys a number of times. And I'm hoping AC Valhalla is worthy of my time. I'm hoping Far Cry 6 is as good as Far Cry 4 was to me, right? And and it's just... I wonder what the future holds. I hope Halo Infinite is is just the best Halo game in a long time. Because the bar is so low right now. And the the future holds a lot of things. It's always in flux, right? But I have to say... I wasn't disappointed. And a lot of things were done right. A lot of things were done wrong. A lot of games that I didn't expect to like, I very thoroughly enjoyed. Warriors Orochi 3. Right? <laughs> uh, Tembo the Badass Elephant. Cuphead. A lot of indie games that were just amazing and fun to play. And yes, I have a Switch. And yes, I haven't played Breath of the Wild yet despite owning it. Hell, I, I barely have touched the new Pokemon DLC. And I don't even have Smash. But, like, my friends don't come over and play games as much anymore. So it's like, why get Smash? Smash isn't a game to play by yourself, you know? So, I, I don't know, man. It, it, it's It's been fun looking back on this last generation and, and seeing... What was interesting and, and of course, accepting 
certain things and understanding that that's just how the cookie crumbles, right? <laughs> but what are your guys' favorite memories of this generation? What are your guys' favorite games? What are your your thoughts on it? Are you a fanboy? Are you not? And also send me what you expect for the next gen, right? Two weeks away. Next week we'll talk about that just a, a bit. And then, of course, in two weeks we'll talk about what it's like owning a uh, Xbox Series X. And uh, hopefully I, uh, a lot of you guys get a Series X or a Series S or a PS5 if you want to. Or you guys just keep using your PS4 or, or Xbox One, you know what I mean? It's it's nothing crazy. Nothing that you have to do. And looking back, if I was going to say what was the best game of that generation for me, like overall, definitely Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It just, it, it, it's something that, and I've talked at length about this game on here, and I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing me talk about it, but I just enjoyed it so much. And it was, it, it captured my attention like no other game has. And yes, I've put similar hours into Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yes, I put similar hours into uh, Halo 5 and Forza Horizon and things like this, but it's just... People have Skyrim and they put 200 plus hours. I put 200 hours into Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I practically 100% of the game before the DLC came out. So if if I can have stuff like that again on the Series X, on the PS5, I'm going to be a happy dude, right? I'm not going to shun other consoles or other games just because it's the other, you know? And... Looking forward, I'm I'm excited to see where things go. But thank you guys for listening to this retrospective on, on the 8th generation of consoles as it comes to a close. And it's twilight, as, as one might say. As always, I am Nick. I'm your host. This was Nick's Nerd News. If you guys want, check out nicksnerdnews.com where you can like and subscribe to the show. You can listen to the show right in your browser. Or you can find links to our Spotify, Google Play, and Apple podcast pages. While you're there, check out our social media tab where you can find links to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter where we post a lot of funny memes. Also, while you're there, uh, check out some other things that get posted on the website. Not as much as, as, as we were planning, but again, never say never, folks. Other than that, thank you guys for listening. I will catch you on the flip side.